Hey, America. Start, Start listening, listening now. now. Oh, yes. So, yeah, uh, kind of piggybacking off of the news that we had last episode or the episode before about the potential return to the Eurovision Song Contest of Slovakia in 2025. Yeah, that's what our our focus is going to be today. So, you know, the last time that we said hello to Slovakia, it was the 90s and then it was the 2010s. So, you know, I can't wait to feel like every American mid-market radio station. Uh, Derek, uh, roll that Cheryl Crow. And welcome to another Drive Time episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America. Great taste, less filling. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. Ah, good times. Great oldies. I, I would prefer to be more filling. I would prefer to have the same taste and be just as filling. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to become one of those podcasts that people listen to in their car at 1.5 speed and drive me absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Or do. It's I mean, fine. As long as you don't listen. I, don't I speak quickly enough, though? I was going to say, that's going to be the object of this podcast now, is to actually speak as fast as possible so people will have to listen to us at standard speed. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I probably should like practicing my, my diction a little bit better. You know, lemon oh, jello, lemon jello, lemon jello. Speaking of speaking as fast as we can, Sam, hit him with the socials. You can find us on all the standard social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, now Blue Sky, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, at one, two points, USA, or just email us directly at 12pointsofamerica at gmail.com. Feel free to buy our fabulous merchandise over on our Redbubble page or support us directly on Patreon. Whether you support us financially or not, we love you either way. But our Patreon supporters do get exclusive content and early access to episodes. (gasps) And you might be listening to us via our friends at Switch Radio Europe Calling this week. If you are, hi! If you're not, check out Switch Radio Europe Calling for more Eurovision-flavored goodness all week long. Uh, uh, Before we start, by the time this episode airs, it's official. Happy New Eurovision Year, guys. Uh, Yeah, Happy (sighs) New Year-o-vision. We did it. So, like, what's what's the standard celebratory aspect you know like how, how in spain on, on new year's eve as the clock strikes 12 you stuff 12 grapes in your mouth or oh, you know that yeah. what that's about yeah that's the, yeah the 12 grapes you just try not to die and and just shove them so many oh. in your mouth. just chubby bunny with grapes there is a thing there's this little <laughs> there's this little promotional item you can buy every new year's season on animal crossing that is just a dish of 12 grapes and now that makes sense oh yeah yeah, yeah that's a spanish thing yeah, but what's how do we ring in the Eurovision year? Obviously, obviously, 12 grapes from America. I love it. I was going to say, it. we stuff Dustin the turkey. Ooh, that's good, too. Ooh. Then we all sit around and enjoy it. Dustin roasting on an open fire. <laughs> Excellent. How does one prepare Dustin the turkey properly, though? Like, is he more of a rotisserie kind of dude? Or are we, are we talking a just uh, slow roast? Is or the slow cooker? Painful. I'm, so gonna, instant, I'm just going to say live boiling, you know. Instant pot, maybe? <laughs> live yeah, boiling. Pr- Good pressurize him. Pressure him okay. with the heat. This is this is horrifying and wonderful, and I love you guys. Anyway, 
so we we like I said alluded to our topic for today in a previous episode pretty recently. Like I said, there's the rumor going around that the Slovak broadcaster is doing a little bit of financial restructuring with a potential eye on sending an act to Eurovision, not this year, but potentially next year. Uh so, I mean, honestly, that means we may have more information about the 2025 contest than we have about 2024. Because <laughs> mm. normally by this time in, in the Eurovision New Year turnover, we at least have an artist's name. Like Israel would have leaked something, but we really don't I have that much I was going to say, Israel has recorded and released the song guy. already. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you, Danny, uh, with the news about Slovakia potentially coming back, it looks like you had a question. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw because, you know, it, I, I lament the absence of a lot of the countries from Central and South Southeastern Europe that uh, just don't have the finances do it anymore. And I, and I was looking into just how many times Slovakia did the contest. A lot of these countries are cut off by the fact that, uh, you know, the Cold War had it so that we didn't have a lot of our Eastern friends in the contest. But I saw that Slovakia only came to seven contests. And I had to wonder, aside from our one-offs and our no longer existing countries. How uh, how does Slovakia fit in here? How fewer countries are there? Or how many countries are there that have come fewer times? Because it seems like seven contests seems like a very short tenure for a country that is still around. Well, I guess it, you know, it, if, if we just look at countries generally, uh, that it, <laughs> if we narrow it down to countries that still exist, it gets it gets even trickier. I will t I will say that uh, including Slovakia, there are six countries, current or otherwise, that have uh, at least one appearance, but less than ten. So a single digit number mm -hmm. of appearances. Danny, I didn't want to count too many. You know, you know, you're you're the newest to this. I'm curious. Do you yes. know the others? I do, okay. So let's so let's say Montenegro. No. Is that one of them? No? Nope. 12 times. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. So getting getting there. Um yeah, what I'm thinking about one of the I don't want to I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to generalize, but who are more of the poor countries and post 1991 and and countries that are still existing, right? Not necessarily. Okay. Uh, how about North Macedonia? No. No. Okay, I'm going to guess Yugoslavia. No, oh, Yugoslavia was in uh, actually it's very no. many times, twenty six yeah, times. Oh, gee, yeah, they joined in the sixties and basically kept with it until they broke apart. Just the one win, then. Okay, mm -hmm. um, how about Georgia? No, no, what? No, you're, what what's you're, it? Belgium? What the? No, the no, Derek, <laughs> Derek. Before we tag Sam in, uh, help Danny out here. What? I haven't gotten one yet. No, I'm afraid not. Countries what? with fewer appearances than seven. Uh, fewer than ten. Fewer than ten. Single digits. Yeah, single uh, digits. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Monaco? No. No, Monaco, Monaco was in there for a long time at the beginning. Yeah, 24. And North Macedonia has 22, apparently. They, Jeez. They, okay. they were... No, yeah. North Macedonia has like one. <laughs> it couldn't be something as simple FYR as Macedonia Serbia, could it? No. Well... B Bosnia, Herzegovina? Australia. Aus so Australia is oh, one. Oh, okay. Oh, because okay. uh, right. they're Silly only me. at they're only at nine. Uh, okay. <laughs> every, uh, Slovakia has the fifth fewest with seven. Sam, help us out here. Well, you're forgetting the big singleton. Our friends over in Morocco only have yeah. one. 
That's one. Oh, sure. Uh, I, I'm, Czech Republic should have passed that 10 threshold. By I, yes. I think they're not? passed. They yeah. just, oh, they're, be... they're at 12. What about like okay. Belarus? Oh, no. 10 was a couple years ago. And Belarus has been in it. Um, let's see here. San Marino? No. Oh, San Marino's is, crossed the 10 threshold. This is proving more difficult than I expected. Uh, wait, wait, wait for, uh, countries, for countries that still exist? No, or, I said that, I said any country at, at all. Oh, so they don't have case, to necessarily exist. The Union of Serbia and Montenegro. That's right. Oh. Uh, they, Andorra. They perf- Andorra. Andorra. Yep. Oh, I forget that Andorra's been here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then the, I mean, there's Lichten, one other Lich- one. Liechtenstein tried, but they didn't. Uh, Lebanon yeah. tried, but they didn't. Right. Tunisia so we're not tried, counting but didn't them. either. I don't know why Dan yeah. keeps mentioning it. <laughs> uh, the, so the other one is tricky. And uh, depending on your source, this isn't a separate country at all, although I think it should oh, are be. We talk- are we talking about the years where Yugoslavia was basically just the Republic of, like, it, it was Serbia plus a couple of others, but they were marketing themselves as just Yugoslavia? Yes. So the the Federal Republic of Yugoslavia uh, competed exactly once. Oh, and that's like after like Slovenia became its own country. That's yes, yeah. 19, that's, 1992. That's uh, a, right. a lot of okay. a lot of stats uh, bundle this in with the other Yugoslavian entries, and I guess I get that. But I, I think that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I I have it separate on uh, on the Statmotron. I feel the like Statmotron. It, I feel like like. FYR Macedonia and North Macedonia, those are the same country. They just changed their name. Yeah. Yugos- yeah. Yugoslavia and the Federal Republic of Yugoslavia geographically, politically, are not the same. It Agreed. was a it was a brief distinction. So uh I consider them tied with Morocco with, for a the, the only countries with a one-off appearance. And then mm-hmm. yeah, again, Serbia and Montenegro, two, Andorra six, Slovakia seven, Australia nine. Uh the next closest are the Czech Republic and Montenegro. Uh, they have a dozen apiece. I believe that's including 2020. Okay. That, yeah, that was another so, question. But, what's, but they're, what's they're, uh, they're over double digits either way. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was fun. <laughs> so, and then again, so, we yeah. talk, we talk about, we talk about Slovakia having been in seven contests. However, it is easily arguable that they've been in eight. Okay. They I disagree with this, but you should continue. I, I'm saying some could argue. <laughs> So uh, they officially entered Eurovision and showed up for the 1994 contest. However, there was a pre-qualification round in 1993 called Qualificatia za Mill Street. So the qualification for Mill Street. Because <laughs> yes. there were so many I countries. About it. Let's just take a minute to really remember Mill Street again. Like uh, it's our, our rinkiest and dinkiest of Eurovision hosts. I adore it. Adore it. There's no shade to the Glen Greens Arena. I mean, <laughs> right across from Nando's. Ooh, <laughs> just having a cheeky Eurovision. That's all. But yeah, I mean, at, at the time, 1993, as we as we mentioned, 1992 was the last quote unquote Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. So we now had all of these nations that were either independent or just kind of getting out of the shadow of former Soviet Union or just the quote unquote Iron Curtain and joining or at least trying to join the Eurovision bubble. And so there were so many countries that wanted to join at the same time that the EBU couldn't accommodate all of them. There was no semifinal system like we have today. And you're kind of having a hard cap of the number of songs and the number of countries that could take part. So what they did was they had this pre-contest contest 
for all of the countries that wanted to join. <laughs> Why does this seem they, like? And they chose the top three. All of the, all of these Yugoslavian countries, these former countries, are just like, oh yes, we would like to get into Eurovision, but they were like the Ellis Island of Eurovision. They said, nah, nah, only the three good ones come in. And it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't just the former Yugoslav nations, for the record. Yeah, yeah all of the. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Quite, you know, it, it went beyond that. Plus the fact that due to the conflict in, in at that point, former Yugoslavia, Serbia and Montenegro, which would have been kind of one nation at the time, those broadcasters had been had been banned from joining the EBU because of because of the conflict. So the uh, nations that were trying to take part were Bosnia and Herzegovina, Croatia, Estonia, Hungary, Romania, Slovakia, and Slovenia. So they had this pre-contest contest with one juror per country making the votes. And the top three made it through. So that welcomes Slovenia, Bosnia-Herzegovina, and Croatia. One point behind Croatia were our friends Slovakia. Robbed. So they just missed out. Just missed out. But yeah, so you could have argued that they were in the mix for 1993, didn't quite make it through. So they were in the contest Seven and a half times. I mean, they weren't in it. I just, it's like me in Iceland. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Estonia uh, had to had to claw their way in through this yep. qualification yeah. round. Yeah, yeah. And and it, you know, it doesn't seem like that that big of a of a of a jump when you really think about it, because this this was only an increase of two total countries, because Yugoslavia or the Federal Republic of Yugoslavia that we talked about a second ago was out and they only let three countries back. They were only going to let three more countries in. So I think the final went from 23 to 25. Uh, yeah. So it's so it I mean, they they didn't want a 29 song finally. I get that. And they stayed at around 25 until they introduced the, the semifinal system in 04, uh, in which at which point it jumped to like 36 and everyone was was able to join. Um, yeah. Their method of keeping that number at around 25 uh, was fairly cruel, I think, and uh, definitely was especially cruel to Slovakia. Basically, your your average result over the last couple of years, I think, is how they did it. Uh, if yeah. if if it was low enough, you were basically relegated. You had to skip a year, which and... is absolutely nuts. Yeah, like, uh, and this this happened to Slovakia. Every single time they entered in uh, in in the 90s, they they uh, they didn't do especially well. Then uh, they came back in the late 2000s. Uh, we'll get to that in a second as well. But yeah, uh, in in this in this period where relegation was a thing that that could happen. Yeah, it happened to them every single every single time. 94, 96 and 98. Uh, how poor, long poor was Slovakia. that system? How long was that system in place? Uh Oh, why? I mean, I, I think, I think they, yeah, I, I think they had to at least partially abandon it when, uh, I think it was Germany got relegated and. Well, and... I think the, the Germany situation was a little bit different. I think that that was the year that they had a pre-qualifying, uh, a pre-qualifying contest that they were trying to figure out, you know, was this relegation system the way to go? So they had sort of a audio only pre-qualifying round. Uh, so yes. Yeah, so 1996. They had a whole pre-qualifying round where I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they had, uh, yeah, like I said, audio. Just do what you want. Were they improving this as they went along? Like, yeah, I mean, honestly, every single year 
the EBU is trying to find a perfect system and there's really not. So yeah. So 1996. Yeah, talk to those Finns that I met just a couple weeks ago. They're not happy about the current situation. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. So 1996, 1996, there were, there was a cap of 23 songs and there were 33 countries that wanted to take part. So they basically had to have a qualifying round in order to earn a spot. Uh, so that meant that entries from Denmark, Germany, Hungary, Israel, Macedonia, Ro or now North Macedonia, Romania, and Russia. Yeah, you want to start a war, Sam? <laughs> I, not particularly. Um, but yes, they, they, they were left on the cutting room floor, including, like I said, Germany, which is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Uh, also left on the cutting room floor that year, interestingly enough, the one, the only Calliope from North Macedonia. Oh. They didn't realize the genius that would be showing up twice later on. Oh, but yeah. Well, at least it showed up later on. Oh, thank God she showed up later on. Oh, love yeah. her. Anyway, yeah. So well, Slovakia still... made it through. Oh. Slovakia made it through that year, but Germany did not. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and that, and that's, that's why we have a big five, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah. To keep that from happening again. Um, so while we're on the topic of these of these early entries, uh, Danny, you should pull up the link I sent you. <sighs> I have. Uh, it. OK, yeah, uh, this uh, this song, their first attempt in 93. Again, this this ended up not being a Eurovision song, really. Uh, it came within a point of being their very first entry. And uh, I just this song is insane. And I think that that not enough people know about it and it's insane because of the lyrics the song is called uh amnestira na neveru which means amnesty to infidelity <laughs> uh mm -hmm. i pulled up a translation of the lyrics to this song uh danny you should just take it away i i think I I, i'm not gonna wait for a youtube video or whatever nope. we we need to hear these lyrics right now yes and uh, I'll ask the uh, audience to imagine, if they will, uh, some of the most premium European dad rock that you can like, possibly imagine. Just imagine that playing in the background as I tell you. Through sea, through fire, love will guide us. Easily it will deceive us in body and soul. Just no confessions. It's better not to know anything. In the best case, just suspect. A fifth grader knows it. The headmaster knows it too. That love sometimes hurts so beautifully. It loves, touches, dances, and gestures. It rewards the unfaithful and punishes the un... No, it rewards the unfaithful <laughs> and punishes the faithful. Of course, how could, I, how could I be so silly to assume the stuff that would make sense? And then we have love. Oh, God, love. Where do people find you? I announce a great... Amnesty for infidelity, which is good. And then it just repeats. Um, mm -hmm. The rest of it is absolute garbage. But I will say my favorite part of the second verse is love is a chrysalis that will turn into a butterfly only when its wings are burned, when it knows the truth of flame. Uh, Sam, what is Ooh. the truth of flame? Uh... I, I don't know, but I think it has something to do with Azerbaijan. Okay. Oh, yes. The fire. Yes. Ah. Sure. I have Fuego. absolutely no Fuego. clue. Absol yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fire. 
good. Big fan of uh, these absolutely bonkers lyrics when we translate them. Uh, I'm sure that if they were to translate this into English, it would not have made the cut. Uh, 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 We can lament the fact that Slovakia didn't make it in for their first round. Uh, I think we were... uh, I think the jury's... the juries had their thinking caps on for this one. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it it's it's insane. It's, it's uh, basically yes. just like listen, listen. What if the people who the people who <laughs> who who cheat are are what if the real action? Yeah, what if yeah. they're the galaxy brains out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ooh. I'm I am telling I am declaring right now that I'm going to do that, and it's <laughs> and it's good actually. <laughs> That's what this song is. What if I was dishonest to the person who trusts me the most? I think that's actually okay. Honey, are you? Could this have just been ironic? Polyamory. <laughs> oh, didn't she sing it for Bulgaria? A... Polyamory. Twice. Fan of, I don't even want to ask for an open relationship. I want the thrill of doing something wrong. Right. This isn't open relationship or polyamory. This is just I'm going to cheat on you. And it's fun. I would like to commit a crime. A love crime. It's not cheating, though, if you tell her in advance. This is the situation that they were talking about when they asked if love was a crime. This is is actually when it is. And even a fifth grader. Roll when love is is a crime. Roll it. Roll if love was a crime. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, okay, okay. So Slovakia is not happy. And I'm glad that we could talk about Slovakia in this context, actually, because I, I'm, I'm fascinated with these early voting systems that just seem very draconian. Like, it's one thing to be like, hey, would you like to come to the contest? And then the country just can't afford it. And so then the EVU doesn't have like a trust or something to make it so that these uh, less these less deep pocketed countries can come. It's it is another thing to just go. Oh well, your last song sucked, so you're not welcome back. Um, <laughs> how does how does a country that like tries their best, like your Slovakias and your Montenegros and your and your Hungarys, like how how I, I take how issue with I, them doing their best. I don't think that's the case. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah, but that like countries like like you know France and the UK and Sweden and Norway, like they have enough money and enough big pools of talent in order to. Uh, be assured uh, to, you know not to not to mention germany who apparently didn't but like that's what it's leading to like what was the motivation for them to come back in was it 2008 or 2009 2009 was when they came back which was after was they had it was after was they had say. set up the semifinal system i was going to say so so the voting system did change and <laughs> Yeah. Now no they don't get the insult yeah. added to injury. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. No relegation. That was. Uh, it was uh, according to Wikipedia. Anyway, the program director of SVT, so the Slovak national broadcaster, stated that the mm-hmm. pressure from local artists was the driving force behind the country's return. There was a <laughs> national final that be. year. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, you know, a desire to go back in. You know, especially considering that the the Czechs were were dipping their toes into it as well. So I'm like, you know what, there's this this channel for artists from next door, many of whom I'm sure that there's a decent amount of cross, you know, cross-border promotion for Slovak artists in Czechia and Czechia, Czech artists mm-hmm. in Slovakia. Why not give them the chance as well? So they had a national final that year, the whole the whole thing, and they didn't qualify. Don't. Yeah, second to last. Interestingly enough, the Czechs that year 
came dead last in their semifinal. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, I looked into this. I part of me that was up wondering, as a win for them. Part of me was wondering, like, what was the overlap with Czechia? And we realized that 2009 was the only time that the two nations oh. both appeared at the contest. And they weren't in the same semifinal, and neither of them qualified. So ni- neither of these nations have had the chance to vote for each other in a Eurovision final yet. So, you know, if if Czechia withdraws before the 2025 contest, I am going to be ticked because I need <laughs> these statistics. I need to see how these two countries react with each other. Hopefully, hopefully we have them either in the same semifinal or both of them qualifying so I can get my stats. Just out of curiosity, how is their relationship nowadays? I was going to say, because when I visited, I was under the impression, and perhaps this is just because I was in a rather alpine town, but uh, that they tended to be a little bit more chummy with Poland than with Czechia. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't been... I, I. I had lunch in Bratislava and I spent a day and a half in Prague. So it's not like I'm any sort they, of authority on this. Are they culturally that different? Ah, they, were forced to, they were forced to be roommates for 70 years. You know, <laughs> they had a, they like each other. They had a velvet divorce. <laughs> it was a smooth, silky divorce that uh, goes down easy. Less it was a filling. conscious it was a, uncoupling. It was interesting on the video you sent us with all the Slovakian songs. A lot of the comments were people from Poland. Yeah. Saying, I wish you guys mm. would come back. We love your music. Aww. Yeah, but Poland mm-hmm. kind of says that about everyone. Poland kind of gets to be everyone's friends. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I mean, Danny, you, you said yourself, it seemed like there's, there, 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 there may be kind of a special relationship between Slovakia and Poland, which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so let's, let's talk about the songs. Uh, they're, they're songs. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, it's uh, it's been nice. Uh, it's been nice really talking about a country that we wish would come back. And now we have to talk about the report card. Yeah. So oh. uh, again, we had three entries that caused relegation for the cause NQs. Uh, historically, and I mean this in the kindest, most respectful way possible, they have kind of sucked at this. Uh, oh. and, and, I, I, and some of it is is just, you know, not great live performances, things well, like that. I mean, obviously... The- Give the numbers. All right. Yep. So, this so is, to to hear a country go so many years straight with these kind of dismal receptions is kind of moving. So go right down the list, Eric. All right. So their first actual entry uh, that made that one made the contest too wasn't about how cheating is good. Actually, uh, <laughs> we had uh, Martin Dorinda and Tublatanka with uh, 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 Sam, please. I'm going to try. Again, I have no background in Slovak ne- or, ne- or most Slovakic. I think, yeah, Nekonechna Piesing, I think, is probably, yeah. probably better right. close. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. means the endless song, uh, which was a lie, it did end. Uh, but that was their first go. This one was, how would we describe this song, my friends? Uh, up, upbeat, straight down the middle, mm-hmm. pop rock. Yeah. 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 That's probably right. Anyway, very nineties, very yeah. mid nineties. Yeah. Oh God, it it's it it is definitely one of those things where like you think mid nineties Eurovisions besides like the Irish songs, and you just think, oh yeah, this is what like every song from this era sounded like. Um, so endless song in that sense, I guess. But but uh, it did not do well. <laughs> it finished nineteenth in the final. Uh, they were relegated, so they missed ninety five. They came back in ninety six. Marcel Palander with Kim Nash Mash which means while you have us uh, a 
interesting choice of title for a Slovak song. And uh, this, <laughs> this one finished 18th. And that is, I'm afraid to say, the best result they've ever had. Oh. 18th place. Brutal. Uh, that was not enough to keep them in the contest, so they were relegated again. They missed 97. Uh, 98, they came back while we had them. They had uh, Katarina Hasprova with um, Modlitba, which is basically the same uh, slightly variant of might sound like Molitva because they mean the say, same yes. thing. They are cognate, yeah. Yes, that's the word. There's a word for that type of word. Word. <laughs> uh, 21st place on that one, relegated again. Which is a, a crime, actually. I would like to defend this one. This is not my cup of tea, but this has that kind of genuine folk flavor to it. Um, uh, that this came in 21st place is uh, kind of kind of boggling to me. So they, they were forced to skip 99. They had the opportunity to come back in 2000, but they said no, uh, citing financial concerns. And then for a while, nothing happened. And then 2009, they said, we're back, baby. Uh, we're taking advantage of this uh, of this semifinals jazz. Maybe we can make it through. Spoilers, they did not. Uh, 2009, they had uh, Camille Mikulchik and Nela Pochiskova with Fly Through the Dark. Uh, Let Mo, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is uh, inspired by the Spider-Man musical, I assume. And <laughs> I was gonna say, fly through the dark of love. Eighteenth, uh, eighteenth place in its semifinal. There, twenty ten, uh, Christina with uh, uh, horny, horny. Uh, wait, hang on. Uh, horror, 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 The San Francisco treat. Uh, ding ding. This is, that's good. Uh, uh, in doing just a little bit of poking around, it seems like Christina is still a big thing in Slovakia, that she mm -hmm. is still like a major... She apparently lives in Prague, but this is apparently like the most uh, notable artist of Slovakian repute who has both gone to Eurovision and who has just seen enduring success. Yeah. Know, yeah, she's, she's a big name any out context, there. Yeah. 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 Um, Horny Tony is the name of a region in Slovakia, <laughs> by the way. It's not a, it's not a Slovakian word. Uh, Horny was Baldur's ship. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, that finished 16th in its semi. Uh, Again, 2011, 2011, we had tweens with, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, with I'm Still Alive. Uh, this one, uh, it finished 13th in its... All right. Stop giggling. Stop giggling. They, we can they say walked it. So if the Tomal Chevy really sisters uh, could run. <laughs> You know, and I'll, I'll be honest, first like 20 seconds, you hear the harmonies for the first time. I remember thinking, OK, this is very this is definitely very lame, but I feel like it has potential um, and to, then... be, to, to be performed. And then uh, ooh, it was performed. All right. Uh, 13th in its semi on this one. I think the problem with Go this on. one, it wasn't that it was bad. It was that it was repetitive. Yes, it stayed yes. in one gear and just kind of stayed there. And didn't go anywhere. Didn't really have any climactic, no key changes, no mm -hmm. climax. It was just there. It just stayed there, kind of plotting. It was performed fine. You know, I'll go even farther because it's been a while since 12 Points from America has caused a diplomatic incident. Um, This song is sung by the two prettiest girls at your local Deb store. Um, and they are, <laughs> they are like, um, you know, the Saturday Night Live uh, weekend update sketch of Fred Armisen and Kristen Wiig oh, singing Garth, the Garth song. And and, 
Yes, and making yeah. it up uh, because they never wrote the song. That's what this is like. It's those two hottest girls at Deb in the dressing room singing a song with great harmony, but it's their first song. It's their first time looking at the lyrics. That's that's how this comes off to me. Um, and it also kind of comes off as just classic Eurovision pablum. Don't forget uh, you to know, come we, we back, being Slovakia. Like, yeah, I w- yeah, I wish Slovakia would come back, but also don't bring back these absolutely baby food songs. Like, <laughs> uh, all right. You know, you know what we were saying before. Oh, you know what God. we were saying before about Czech Slovak relations. I yes. think I think the Czech American <laughs> member of our cast. Your colors are showing, Danny Bopava. Your colors are I showing. I don't want them back. They can't come back. They, 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 if they think that the Czechs and the Slovaks are going to be in the same room again, got another thing coming. Okay, for Someone the record, the... one of the members of Vesna was Slovak. I was going to say, yeah. Well, they were, they yeah. were from everywhere. So, yeah, somebody get the bleep button ready for the next time Danny. No. Uh, so, yeah, 13th in the semi there, their best result in a semi, which is kind of also fairly <laughs> rough. Uh, 2012, we all, 2012 was the last one. Uh, this was Max Jason Mai with Don't Close Your Eyes, a bit more of a metal uh, dad hard rock sort, sort of a thing. You know, in, in, in their four attempts since coming back, they covered basically practically the entire spectrum of music uh mm-hmm. it's it's wild you had the the uh fly through the dark which was like a, a operatic thing uh that had live vocals that made tween sound fantastic uh we had uh christina with the more sort of ethnic pop sort of a sound we had tweens uh the, from deb and uh then the metal thing uh max jason and i finished 18th dead last in that semifinal. Slovakia did not return uh, after that. And that is their entire history. Those are those are the seven songs that have represented a very cool place that uh, I'll say deserved better. I'm not I, I mean, I'm not 100% sure where I guess if I had to pick one or I mean, it's going to be I think it's tough to even count thing count things down here. If there's one that I felt really deserved better, it was probably Christina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that song was cool. had had uh, a bit of that local flavor to it that I think current Eurovision audiences really appreciate. Mm-hmm. But this one just it I mean, it didn't come close. It's it's I, it was just brutal. I feel like Horechroni suffered from being a solid song in a contest that wasn't it, it the contest itself and the and the ramifications of the stage in Oslo did not work well with Horehroni. You look at the you look at the stage. What is 2010? And that was the was year 2010, that 2010 was that satellite? Is that what won that year? Yes. Yeah, so that was okay. the year that they basically went without big LED screens that the stages were very minimal and Horehroni came on and you know had the singer, a backing singer and four dancers and they mm-hmm. worked their butts off. But I feel like if they were performing at a Eurovision now, they would be taking advantage of more special effects, LED screens to really kind of liven and enrich the message of the story instead of just pretty girl with dancers and a backing singer who was a little bit distracting, actually. If they had been able to flesh that out with images of this, of this region that they were singing about, like mm-hmm. really kind of have her singing in a forest and making it more of a thing rather than just girl on generally otherwise empty stage. It, I, it just didn't, I, I feel like it didn't, it didn't fit with the song and it's not the song's fault and it's not the stage's fault. It just, they just didn't mesh well together. 
I mean, it was an even playing field, though. I feel like a, a song, a song like Holy Baloney can can really <laughs> like. I don't know that it needs a lot of accoutrements to to really work. I mean, yeah, maybe a yeah, the foresty background or something could have could have, I guess, driven the point home as much as a picture of trees can. But mm-hmm. but like. Uh, I... We can get by with minimalist staging. I mean, you guys talk gush all the time about Calm After the Storm, and that was minimal staging with minimal special effects. Ooh, no, a lot this of the thing no about Calm After the Storm. Uh, a lot of Calm After the Storm did come from the imagery of the LED screens and the staging itself, like mm. the road imagery that they had. The camera angles were absolutely exceptional on that one. Yeah. The C- camera, camera work was work a well. huge. It's the it camera was, work, actually. Yes, I'm forgetting that yeah. they didn't do they didn't do even that much for for 2010. Yeah. Mm. So Derek, I feel like uh, oh. Orihuni now would be a different story. I'm sorry, Derek, you gone. I mean, I just had a quick question because we, we've been talking about countries that have historically struggled and it becomes that chicken and egg sort of scenario where it's like, do they struggle because the public wasn't there and they couldn't get artists to be interested in it? Or is it the other way around? They they lost the public. They lost the interest of like talented artists and they just kind of had to go with what they could, which of course just led to further and further failure. I don't know. I feel like especially in the later, the last four entries, so 2009-2012, Christina was a well-known singer there who was interested in giving this a shot. Mm-hmm. Max Jason May was the winner or runner-up of Czech slash Slovak Idol. So he was a known quantity there and was not too long off of the victory there. So he was still an up, up-and-coming talent with a decent amount of experience behind him. It wasn't like nobody was going for it. I don't know. I don't know. It's a really good question, Derek. I, I it'll like be very interesting up, to see what kind of yeah. it'll be. Sorry, go I'm on. sorry. No, I was just going to say I, because we talked about the Czech Republic and they had a horrible outing when they first yeah joined. real and rough it took beginning them a long there. time to kind of figure oh, yeah. out what they wanted to do and start to see some success and it's paying off. I think. I mean, even for a country like Portugal, who's been there forever, they it, they've completely done a one eighty and are like well respected for what they do but they had to like do something to really get people's attention. And I'm, I think about countries coming back after sort of mediocre performance, like if Andorra ever came back, what would they need to do to stand out and make sure like, if we come back and we're like 17th in our semi, why bother ever doing this again? Clearly nobody mm-hmm. wants to hear this. I think looking at the recent Czech Renaissance, you know, since 2018 or so, or actually really, I mean, since their first qualification, They've reached out to local talent so much so that they're able to actually sustain a pretty good national final. They're able to harness both local interest as well as international interest. I think they're one of the few national finals to really welcome that international say. I'm also going to be very interested to see how Luxembourg, how they you know, come yeah. back with this. I think this is going to be a very interesting experiment. And honestly, if I were a member of the Slovak potential delegation for 2025, I would keep very much an eye on what Luxembourg is doing. A, you know, smaller nation, maybe not, I mean, not quite as, I mean, I don't know what the population of Slovakia is, but I mean, it's certainly not massive. But how do you, how do you pick something up when the momentum has been lost? You know, it's been so long since we've had Luxembourg. I don't know. I don't know. The strange here about slow thing about Slovakia here is that uh, I see this in our show notes is that they don't even broadcast Eurovision. That they 
there are plenty of countries out there that, you know, former participants and even just countries that have never really joined, um, just, you know, they at least are participating in Eurovision by watching it or listening to it. But Slovakian TV has no actual official feed for the contest. Nope, they do not. It's it's weird. Uh, I think we, we've talked about on this show that that broadcasting Eurovision is a big revenue generator. Uh, Slovakia doesn't even do that. Uh, I'm not really sure why they don't. They they've had radio broadcasts. They did not do a radio show in 2022. Uh, one of the broadcasters got sick like two days before the final, and they just oh, said we're just no. they, just, they just said we're just not going to do it. Uh, which is kind of odd, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Sam, do, do you do you know? Do you have any insight on on that? Because it just seems like it to 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 wipe your hands of it so completely that you're not even putting it on on tv is so odd uh and and i wonder i imagine they get they a lot of a lot of folks will just get whatever czech broadcaster is showing it maybe mm-hmm. yeah but yeah yeah i mean yeah check your check television just leaving money on the table i think is the thing yeah it is a generator but it, you know, we don't know what the charter of the Slovak broadcaster is. You know, if there's a certain percentage that needs to be devoted to Czech or, or I should say Slovak, pardon me, Slovak uh, programming. Uh, it's also, you know, you have to, if you're going to supply a commentator, that takes resources, that takes money. I don't know what their schedule is like. Um, however, there are other ways for Slovak fans to watch the show, whether it's either through the Czech broadcaster or through the you know other you know, the YouTube stream, for example. Uh, I'm trying to remember when they released the list of countries that were uh, highly active in the international voting this year. If Slovakia was on that list, Huh. I did know that there was a lot from Central Europe or yeah. from Central and Southern Europe. I saw that. Yeah, like Hungary was up there. Turkey was up Canada. there. I'm trying to remember Slovakia, Canada, U.S. I'm trying That's to remember cool. if Slovakia was also on that list because huh. that would be an interesting bellwether. Where all those Polish votes came from. Ah, baby. But I think, I mean, if we're talking about like who should they be emulating, who should they be looking at for inspiration? And we talked about this off off mic, but that interview with Stig Carlson when he was talking about what they do in Norway, I think one of the things they need, and also like the Czech Republic, is they need someone, at least one person who's working on this all year round, mm. who's finding talent fostering songwriting camps, getting people together, uh, getting shows put together, going around to other countries and meeting with jurors and delegations and sort of it just intel gathering and seeing what works for us. I think if they mm-hmm. wait until like February, March and start putting something together, it's just way too late at that point, especially when you've been out of it for so long and you don't have like a really strong international music scene to lean on. Honestly, this might be why they're announcing the thought of potentially returning in 2025 now that they're taking this long-term approach. They're not just throwing their hat into the ring for the 2024 contest, that they're taking their time to see, is this financially viable? Do we have a game plan? It's I honestly, while I would love to see more countries at the contest this year, the fact that they're thinking two years ahead is actually making me more optimistic. Mm-hmm. You know, you it, this stuff takes time to plan. It takes time to get all these ducks in a row. I have uh, I have pulled up the list. I was able to find it. Uh, the the Ooh. the biggest countries oh, in the rest of the world vote from this year. Uh, U.S. was number one, then Canada, then Kosovo, Luxembourg, New Zealand, Mexico, Hungary, then Slovakia. The fact that that was the, even uh, last three listed countries: UAE, Turkey, and Chile. 
Oh, I mean, knowing that Slovakia is even on that list at all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, that's, that's really, that's really a very awesome. good showing. That's, I think that's significant. And I'm sure that the folks making these decisions are aware that they were on that list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, competing against all of North America. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> hey, I didn't see no Cuba there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cuba, get it together. Yeah, Cuba, where are you in Eurovision? They would have voted for Israel. <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of that, this is a, mm. a, a a fun little thing I I learned today before we recorded. Uh, the gymnast Simone Biles, uh, who is known for being very very good at doing flips uh, and and so forth uh, won a i think s- seventh or eighth uh u.s all-around championship which is which is Woo! which is in obscene like the careers of professional gymnasts are so short generally that that like that she even competed eight times is crazy uh let alone one but her floor routine uh in women's gymnastics you can have your floor routine set to music and hers was set to uh sort of a mix of a couple of songs but one of them was very clearly unicorn. Yeah. Which is very cool. And and so cool. she's she's a bit of a of a unicorn in terms of unique talent. So it kind of tracks, I think. I wonder I wonder if that was the idea or if or if that was just somebody put the song there and just said, hey, is this sound good? And she said yeah. And that was And it. she said yes. Because it is. Here, this is a bot that you can do a you know double your you know pike flip you know uh-huh. summer salt twisty crazy incredibleness and get a gold medal for it and you'd be like yeah no i i don't think that there is a lot more to plumb here with slovakia's history because this is essentially it but i would like to specifically ask our listeners out there to get into contact with us you know sam always lets you know at the end of the show how but let us know i'm curious if there is actually a sentiment of bitterness towards eurovision that the that our slovak friends might still sort of be sitting with i'm just not sure uh lord knows that uh that at least two of these songs in in slovakia's report card here deserved much better than these very low placements that they got over the years i i'd just like to know what's going on there if it, if it's more than money if it is a uh disinterest in europe at uh as a as a united sort of cultural landscape as a whole i know that's a, a big reason why uh, what's holding hungary back is sort of a socio-political situation there i i just am curious as to what's going on what's going on with slovak how you doing slovakia yeah you, you okay doing... you okay yeah, you, 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 you need a beverage or something they have plenty of can... central europe <laughs> just really quick remind me when there was a lot of animosity in the czech republic as well when they came back i remember in 2015 going to their press conference and them talking about they really struggled to get any kind of support mm-hmm. within their own country to go. But was that because of any sort of animosity, as we were saying before, or just a lack of knowledge, a lack of exposure of, you know, what is this? Why are we, you know, what's the point? And were we still in the era where Eurovision was for aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas like 2015 like no. the eurovision reputation sure has had a facelift even just over the yeah. past five years but mm-hmm. you know ba- did that extend back to like say like 2008 2009 but at the same time somebody who hates the show and somebody who's just <laughs> not interested in the show counts the same as a viewer because they're not watching it regardless sure thing. true very very good point yeah i mean if you are listening to us from a country that's had a sort of 
I don't want to say love hate relationship with Eurovision, but it's you know nah, up and you can down. Say it. <laughs> All right, fine. A love hate relationship with the country, uh, with, with the contest, I should say. It'll let us know. You know what are what are some of the attitudes that have been uh, that have been pervasive. Uh, you know, I'm assuming if you're listening to us, you're a Eurovision fan. What have been the attitudes towards your fandom? And has that changed over the last couple of years with Eurovision suddenly becoming a little bit more accessible and, dare I say, cooler? I've never been interested in anything cool before. This is very weird. <laughs> but yeah, you can let us you can let us know, uh, like I said, on all the social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I'm going to still call it Twitter. F it. Uh, TikTok, Threads, Blue Sky, Instagram, uh, et cetera, et cetera, at one, two points, USA. Uh, email us directly at 12 points of America gmail.com. If you are one of our Patreon supporters, you can follow us there and, and send a message to us that way. Uh, before we go, do we just want to go around and say like our top favorite Slovak song, or if you have an honorable mention, mention that, um, there's, you know, with only seven, I think we don't necessarily have the, the ammo to have a full on top five, but if everybody wants to shine a light on a favorite, this is probably a good time. Love shine a light. Ooh. In every corner of Slovakia. Oh. Well, I will say Horofroni is is probably the best, like stands uh, outside of them. But I will bring it back to to Modlipa, to Katarina Hasprova. Like that 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 is the one that I felt is the is the most unfairly unfairly relegated to the lower to the lower depths. Derek, I mean, it's Christine, obviously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I think um, just listening to all those songs at once, I did feel like they were getting slightly better as time went on. Mm-hmm. I think they started to kind of realize what sorts of things people were interested in. The the last entry, that was a year with a lot of rock songs, wasn't it? That was the same year yeah. that Belarus had that really cool uh, segue. We are the heroes. Camera shot yeah. and all that other stuff. No, no, no. The segue camera shot was, I think, 2010. But I mean, Belarus did uh, bring okay. rock that year. Lights on, we are the heroes. Oh, but that was also the year of, that was also the year of um, Sin Plus for Switzerland with Unbreakable. Uh, Sound of Our Hearts yeah, was that year. You can argue Cernoe Bello. You can, you know, our girl, our girl, Calliope. Yeah. But yeah, it just kind of got lost. Eric, what about you? Oh, it's definitely uh, the the great song by Christina uh, Hoover Phonic is. Um... <laughs> How many are left on that list of yours, Eric, that I know you're reading? Oh, it's it's unending. It's up here. There's no there's no physical list. I will bastardize the title of a song for as long as I think it will be funny to do so. And that's why uh happy gilmore is my favorite song from uh uh from slovakia uh-huh all right uh and for me uh i like horachroni uh i'm gonna have to give this to Motlidba, you know mm-hmm. 98 again very underrated although i will say if we are going on studio quality alone sure. not thinking about the actual live performance i i still love don't close your eyes like the actual I, I the actual studio performance of of 2012 I do okay. genuinely love and was brokenhearted okay. when he was not finding the pitch on stage. That was a rough one. That was a rough one. I know it wasn't for everybody, but oh well. Again, you at home, let us know what your favorite Slovak entry is and what are you hoping for as they potentially, potentially, fingers crossed, light a candle, come back in 2025. Uh, and also, what are you looking forward to in 2024 as we have this new Eurovision year dawning upon us? Happy New Year, guys. Aww. Well, until then, everybody, until our next episode, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Muted. And I've been Denny. And America, stop, stop, stop listening, listening now. now. Ooh. 
if it makes you happy. <laughs> the first person who always comes to my mind when I think of Cities 97. 